0: Um, what the difference is between bad habits versus a bad relationship with food because there is a huge difference between the two. And I think it's really important that your listeners start to wrap their heads around, okay, do I have some bad habits that I can just stop right now? Or do I actually need to repair and put things in place to repair my relationship with food?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. This is your host, Coach Matt, and today we have someone very special to me. And she's obviously like an amazing coach. She uh, has helped a lot of people overcome a lot of emotional stuff with nutrition. Not just that, but she's helped people like you know transform their bodies with understanding what to consume and how that can tie in with their training to get them the optimal goals that they want for themselves. She's absolutely incredible. So, you know, everyone, welcome Ms. Kelsey D. Antonio, to the podcast. What's up, Kelsey?
0: Hi, I'm super excited to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm super pumped too. So, you know, before we dive into obviously like our chat and our talk and everything, um, you can go ahead and, you know, share, uh, you know, where, you, where you're from, who you are, you know, why you kind of got into fitness and, you know, just your journey to, you know, right now.
0: Absolutely. So I'm Kelsey. For all of you listeners, I'm actually from New Mexico, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I'm really going to jump into just like my story around fitness, because I know that's kind of like the main thing that we want to talk about. But I really started getting into fitness in 2014, um, when I was introduced to the sport of bodybuilding. And this is really what kicked off my interest in fitness. And I think the thing that interested me so much about this sport was that I literally had to put like all my focus into one thing if I really wanted to make it happen for myself. I am just the type of person that I love the feeling of being extremely disciplined, motivated, focused, and just feeling like I actually have something to work, work towards every day, you know, and channel all of my energy into that one thing. So I have definitely always had – a very black and white, you know, kind of mentality. When I'm focused on something, that's when I feel like I do my best. Um, so I went on to compete in four different bikini uh, bodybuilding shows. Oh, that's right, I, four, uh, dang. Yeah, four, I absolutely loved. I loved the sport, I loved the journey leading up to it. Mm. It was absolutely incredible. But needless to say, I did come out of those four shows with a pretty horrible relationship with food. Um, keep in mind, for all of you guys who are listening, a show prep diet is very extreme. So I think this is really what caused that poor relationship with food. And I'm excited to kind of talk about that today because I know that's what Matt and I are going to dive into. Um, but yeah, like I said, the those four shows was... They were hard and the diet is, like I said, very extreme, very restrictive. And that caused a pretty, pretty horrible relationship with food for me. Um, And just to put this kind of in perspective for you guys, I, after my shows, I would literally eat until like my wrists, my ankles, my face until everything was like so swollen from all of like the increased sodium intake that I literally could not eat anything else. Like, I kid you not, Matt, my wrists were swollen, my ankles were huge, and it was just like, I was like, what the heck have I done? <laughs> like, right, right,
1: I- absolutely, because, like, you're training for this competition, so, like, and so I've done, comp, you know, prep, too, with with food and stuff like that, and whenever you, you see these results happening, right, you're, people think a lot of people who don't haven't done prep, you know, we're not going to talk about prep, but whoever people who haven't done prep before, you know, don't realize that you're like at the worst whenever you're on stage, but you look amazing, right? You're depleted with nutrients. You're like dehydrated as hell. You're just like borderline starving and, and thirsty, but you look phenomenal. So I feel like sometimes we think like, like to get these, to look great, that we have to stick to that diet. So afterwards, you know, we, we just indulge because you're so hungry and your body's trying to like survive and 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 Correct. then you start to bring it in and then that's what happens like to you know to your body so quick. Correct. Yes. So, you
0: almost have like a loss of control mm-hmm. over food.
1: Absolutely. And that's, that's beautiful. I like, how, I like how you said all that because obviously, you know, today's topic is going to be, you know, creating an optimal relationship with food. And, and there's no one else better than Kelsey because she obviously, like she just explained, after imagine, all right, ladies and gentlemen, imagine going through a prep, okay, or even just fixing your diet, right? To, and you look phenomenal. Like you look fantastic, like at your best, right? And then once you're done, literally within 48 hours, you feel like all that hard work, all all the training, all the food, everything you put your heart and soul into is like vanished, gone. And now you're worse. And not just that, but mentally, like imagine, right? And that's what Kelsey had to go through.
0: Yes, that's the perfect way to describe it. I, I almost felt like I was imprisoned by food. Like I would I would binge on anything that was in my pantry. And this is kind of where the mindset comes in that you were talking about, Matt. Like I would overeat that night, like eat whatever was in sight, have a total loss of control. I felt like I would black out. The next morning, I would take pictures of myself, like progress pictures that I would normally send to like my coach. Right. And I would literally like be like, oh my gosh, I look completely different. I would go to the gym and do the Stairmaster and literally cry on the Stairmaster because I felt like I lost all of the work that I put in the past, you know, 16 weeks.
1: Absolutely. and it's horrible. Like, oh my gosh! Like, how, the what you do, you know, like, and it, it's 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 just not healthy at all. Like, at all, especially with your mindset, you know, that's horrible.
0: Correct. Yeah. And I think though there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, I did become obsessed over figuring out how to develop that amazing relationship with food. I, on my end, reached out to a coach. His name is William Grazion. He's really incredible, and he really helped me how. He taught me how to develop a better relationship with food and, Good. um, he taught me how to count my macros, which was a game changer for me. Yes. yes. Um, and fast forward to the present present. I now have an online coaching business and it teaches women how to really lose weight, keep the weight off and do it, do this in a healthy, non-restrictive, sustainable, fun way.
1: Beautiful. Amazing. Gosh. I, know. I remember the first time me and Kelsey had friends for a while and, um, and I remember the first time I talked to her, like, it was like, like I knew her for so long, you know, and it was, it was just, it's just good. When people go through these experiences and they share you with, you know, their story with you, it's absolutely incredible, but so, okay, cool. So we painted a good picture for everyone. Okay. So now we're going to go, you know, right into our, our, our questions, right?
0: Yeah. So, let's
1: do it. so ladies and gentlemen, these questions, you know, are based upon, you know, how to create the optimal relationship with food, like to create a happy A happy relationship with what you consume because what do you do every single day you eat food right you you eat food you drink water it's what we do to survive especially when you're trying to go through a transformation that is one key key component that you must conquer if you want to see some changes so for the first question Kelsey uh, what are some ways someone would know they have a bad relationship with food and What's the difference that you would say between bad habits and a bad relationship with food?
0: Okay, I love, love, love this question. So I'm going to speak directly to your listeners. So, you guys, some ways that you can determine if you yourself, if you're listening to this and thinking, oh my gosh, I may have a bad relationship with food, if you constantly find yourself yo yo dieting, meaning if you are going through periods of extreme dieting and then periods of extreme overeating, and you can never find that middle ground balance, that's an indication of, okay, I probably have a bad relationship with food. Um, Another thing is if you're someone who goes through cycles of, I call it reward and punishment. So let's say, for example, you eat way more than you usually do on a Friday night. And then the next day, so that's like your reward. And then the next day, you restrict yourself and try not to eat as much as you normally would, that's your punishment. And it's like a cycle like that reward, punishment, reward, punishment. Um, Another example is if you eat way more than you usually do on, let's say a Saturday night. And then the next day you do hours of cardio to try and quote unquote, make up or compensate for the overeating that you have done. I think those are two of the biggest indicators of, okay, do I have a bad relationship with food or not?
1: Right. Wow. No, that's, that's good. That's great answer. actually because you're absolutely right. I remember my mentality and if you're a guy and you're listening to this or a female, okay. Gender doesn't really matter at this point because the relationship with food is a relationship with food. Even I back in the day would do that. I felt like I wanted, I wanted so hard to have a nice core, right? Defined. Every guy wants to have a good core, right? Guys think that girls like that stuff, right? So that's what you're trying to do. So I would eat food and I would think like, ah, oh, this is going to push me back now tomorrow. I need to do tons, tons of hit. I need to, you know, push my body. I need to do as, as much as I possibly can to burn what I ate before when in reality, that's, that's not what's happening, right? And I'm just going through an endless yo-yo, like you mentioned, uh, just a circle of just h- hating myself, technically. Correct.
0: Correct, exactly. And so bouncing off, Matt, your question is, I think it's so amazing that you asked um, what the difference is between bad habits versus a bad relationship with food because there is a huge difference between the two. And I think it's really important that your listeners start to wrap their heads around, okay, do I have some bad habits that I can just stop right now? Or do I actually need to repair and put things in place to repair my relationship with food? Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, listen up, you guys. So first I'm going to start with bad habits. This may just be... You know, maybe you find yourself eating one to two times per day because you don't really think about food. It's not really like an object in your mind. You just find yourself eating one to two times per per day because it's convenient um, and it works for you. Maybe you go out to happy hour two to three times per week, eat and drink what you want and don't really think twice about it. You're kind of just like, okay, whatever. You know, I went, I probably shouldn't have, but I did it maybe you drink soda or juice multiple times per week, just because you like the way it tastes. Um, another bad habit example would be eating when you're, when you aren't hungry, just because you're bored, you know, you find yourself mindlessly like in the pantry. That is just a bad habit. You guys. <laughs> I do that. I do that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, I've even done that too. And so I think another one too, is like, maybe you skip breakfast because it's convenient. You're flying out the door um, again. Those are all examples of bad habits. And I think that, Those aren't necessarily things that you should totally focus on. Like, it's not a huge problem, but it is a bad habit that you can turn around into a good habit. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not really an indicator of, okay, I need to put things in place to actually repair and mend my relationship with food. Um, So on the other end of the spectrum, guys, having a bad relationship with food can look like this is you. If you eat something and you feel really guilty about eating the food that you did. And I don't mean like, okay, I probably shouldn't have eaten that. Guys, I mean like you feel so guilty that it literally consumes your mind. You can't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You feel guilt. You feel shame. You feel like, gosh, what is wrong with me? That kind of, that kind of thing. Um, another thing that I would say is, if you are always thinking about food, like if you're always thinking about where your next meal is going to come from, that's an indicator that you probably need to start fixing your relationship with food because it shouldn't be constantly on your mind. Um, Another thing is if you make decisions around based around food, meaning if you decide, okay, I'm not going to go to this place because there's so much food and I might be tempted or I'm not going to go to this family barbecue because there's just going to be food everywhere. And I'm just, so I have this fear around food. That's a huge indicator of having a bad relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you, this is you if you drastically undereat because you want to get quote unquote smaller. This is you. If you feel like you lose control when you're around food and you just can't stop eating, like literally like your tunnel vision around food. Like you feel like, Oh my gosh, i I literally cannot eat, cannot stop eating. Um, and I would say one of the last things is if you, this is a huge one, guys. If you feel like you have to hide how much you are eating from the people that you care about and love, that is, I would and I would say hide how much you are eating or under eating, um, from people that you care or love. That is a huge indication that you have a poor relationship with food. I mean, that is like, it sometimes food bad relationships with food can get so bad to the point of like, I've seen and worked with women who would literally go into their bathroom and hide and eat food. Like, it's like, it's like a heroin addict, like going into the bathroom and shooting up heroin. Like it can be as bad um, with food and people don't realize that.
1: No, you're absolutely right. That's, that's actually, I've never even thought about that. Having to hide what you eat from the people you love. I've never See, I've never experienced that, so, like, that's, that's, I never even thought about that, but that is, that is, you're absolutely right, because, you know, food is an addiction, just like anything else, anything else is really an addiction, right, like, you know, with anything, just like you said, drugs, obviously, is an addiction, whenever, you know, you're so addicted to this food, you're gonna hide it, right, because you're ashamed, you're embarrassed of not only what you're eating, but, of you know, of maybe how you look, and, and that's huge, that's crazy, Wow.
0: Yeah, it puts things into perspective. We don't think about that. But food is one of the most overused drugs in today's society that people can just get away with abusing, whether that be under eating or overeating to make it feel like they have some control in their life.
1: Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. So all right, ladies and gentlemen, so just to kind of recap with this first question here, you know, uh, bad habits are a lot different than a bad relationship with food. And Kelsey, she she broke it down very, very detailed for every single one of you. So if you need to rewind, you know, listen to that section again and, and try to figure out, you know, what do you fall into? Maybe you just have bad habits. Maybe you just, you know, uh, like what she mentioned, you know, you don't eat as much throughout the day because you're just not hungry or, you know, stuff like that. And maybe you are that person who does have a bad relationship with food and, you know, you indulge or you indulge, or you're the one that has to hide your food from your loved ones and stuff like that, you know, find out which category you fit in. And, um, if you need help, you know, obviously she, is, uh, she would love to help, you know, anyone who has these problems, but what everything she said really sets the playing fields for this next question, which is basically, you know, does having a bad relationship with food affect us in our day-to-day life? You know, as in decision-making, emotional responses, and relationships, like overall life.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Love this question as well. I think this is something that's super important for, for all of your listeners to understand that you guys having a bad relationship with food affects us in so many areas that we may not recognize. So I'm going to try to I'm going to try to speak to you right now and maybe you can resonate with one of these things. So, um, a bad relationship with food you guys is really going to alter the way that you make decisions around everything. And so typically a bad relationship with food equals you making decisions that are always food focused. And what I mean by this is you make decisions to go out to dinner, an event, or a party based on the food and drinks that are going to be there or not be there. Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, maybe you, maybe someone invites you to a barbecue and you just have so much fear around food. So your decision to go to that barbecue is a no, but it's being affected, not because you don't want to go to the barbecue itself. You don't want to go because of the food that's going to be there. So that's a food focused decision. Do you see what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. And that's that's that sucks because you're missing out on experience. Your loved ones want you there. So they're missing out on your experience of you being there. So you're affecting a lot of people, not only yourself, but your loved ones as well with the choices that we're making, you know, with the relationship you have with food. That's good. That's good.
0: Absolutely. And then Matt just mentioned relationships. So I want to jump down to how how that can poorly affect your relationships, you guys. And I'm going to give just a quick example of something that happened in my own relationship and my own intimate relationship. My fiance Javi would always be like, Kelsey, let's go, let's go grab dinner. Um, I just feel like I haven't spent much time with you. I want to connect. I want to enjoy my time with you. And instead of me basing a decision off of him and the health of our relationship I would base my decision off of the food that was there. And I had this fear around food and I would tell him, no, I I just don't want to go out to eat. Um, I just like, I can't because in my head, I felt like I couldn't be around food and not go crazy or eat or eat something that was completely unhealthy. And that really affected my relationship with him because we didn't get to do the things that he enjoyed so once I repaired my relationship with food, that started to get a whole lot easier because I felt like I could go out to dinner with him and have, have some freedom around food. And so I think that's a perfect example of how you having a bad relationship can affect your intimate relationship. You know, guys, if you are having emotional responses around food, like emotional responses, like guilt, shame, fear around food after you eat it, This is going to drastically affect your relationships because Mm -hmm. a lot of the times the women that I work with end up projecting this fear and guilt onto their partner as a whole. And so that's another way that food can really just, gosh, just ruin a relationship that you have with anyone.
1: Absolutely. No, you're right. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. That, that that's absolutely true. I I've, I have helped a lot of people, especially who are already married right go through something like this where they feel like you know they send me menus or they send me this and that which is good I want them to do that to feel like I can help them you know because once they get clarity or whatnot then they understand more about the food but you know if you want to go out with your significant other your loved one your husband your wife your boyfriend girlfriend whatever go out with them you know, the food that's there, it's the food that's there, okay, you know, you can figure it out, and you can enjoy the time with your loved one, instead of worrying about the food, and obviously, it's all huge mindset apart, you know, but it's really good if we start to, this is why this is so awesome that Kelsey's here, because, you know, it's good to gain the relationship with food, so that you don't miss out on these valuable moments in your life.
0: Yes, yes, and even Matt, like you mentioned earlier, like, it's not just you missing out, you guys. It's your family, it's your friends, it's your significant other. If you are avoiding those situations, you are actually avoiding your family and experiences and memories. And we just can't do that anymore. So that just goes to show you how a bad relationship with food can affect can affect those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And it's just it's so it's so awful. And I just wanted to touch on even some of the emotional responses that can come from creating from having this bad relationship with food. Um, and I briefly mentioned this earlier, you guys, but if you have a bad relationship with food, you're going to be having emotional responses. Like this is going to typically be after you eat the food, you're going to be having emotional responses like guilt, Mm -hmm. shame, Mm -hmm. anger, um, frustration, fear, sadness. I think I said fear twice, (laughs) embarrassment, um, And a bad relationship with food, you guys, can cause you to feel all of those things. And those aren't the best things to feel, you guys. So Mm
1: -mm. it just
0: puts things into perspective.
1: Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. And real quick, too, I want to give an example of of myself, all right? Uh, Because with a bad relationship, I I wouldn't say I have a bad relationship with food. I love food. And I eat it uh, because I know it's going to fulfill my progress. And obviously, I'm a coach, too, so I know how to structure what I eat. But... Food can greatly, greatly impact your decision making. And and I wanna say this because I go through this a lot because I'm always moving around and doing stuff like that. So I guess I can speak for the people who don't eat enough throughout their day and spend most of their day hangry, okay? So a quick example of how food can really mess with your decision making is simply that, right? If Have you ever been so hangry to the point to where you're lashing out or you're getting so mad you know, with someone that doesn't deserve to be yelled at or deserve to be treated the way that you might have treated them in that specific moment, right? Because you're so hungry, right? You're so hungry. And that is causing your your decision-making process to be more aggressive, than usual and vice versa too. You know, whenever you eat so much, I've eaten so much, especially like on Thanksgiving where I eat so much, where I don't want to do anything and everyone else wants to go do something maybe. And like, you know, you're kind of like slow, you're sluggish. And sometimes that you kind of end up being that Debbie downer, right? The, that low energy in the room that no one really kind of wants to be around Cause everyone's so pumped up. Right. So food does really take a toll on your decision-making process Whether if it's overeating, undereating, or just a bad relationship that you might have with your food, and also too on the bright side, the good stuff, right? You have a great relationship with food, you're gonna be happy, energetic, like full, filled, and you're gonna be happy with what you're looking at.
0: Absolutely, I love that you mentioned that. I love that you mentioned the the hangry thing because (laughs) that's me all the time. Like, doesn't it seem like (laughs) when you're hangry and like someone says something to you, they're like instantly (laughs) attacking you, or they're like. They're just, like, everything is so much more
1: intensified because you're just so angry. <laughs> it is. Seriously. Okay, so I hate slamming my car door, right? I, I, like, I'll gently close it. But when I'm, like, hungry and I'm trying to get to my apartment to cook, like, these things come out of the window, right? Like, I'll slam my door or I'll do things that I'll throw my shoes out. I'll put my clothes in places that they should be or I'll put my shoes in places they should be. But when I'm hangry, like, my, like everything that I like to do is gone, you know? So, like... <laughs> it's it's whenever you're hungry and a lot of you can connect with this, you know, cause a lot of us do get hungry to the point where we're hangry and it does mess with the type of decision-making that you normally make every single day. You know,
0: totally.
1: that's so funny though. Okay, cool. So obviously we're not just going to tell you all this stuff, right? All these things and how you can see if it's a bad habit or a bad relationship, how they affect your everyday life. We're not just going to tell you these things and not, you know, give you, steps for you to get out of this funk right so kelsey for basically almost one of the last questions right so what would you say would be the first three steps someone should take toward regaining a good relationship with food how would this change their life for the better
0: love this okay so my personal philosophy is that developing a better relationship with food has nothing to do with the food itself And it has everything to do with what's going on emotionally and mentally inside of you. We, this is something we teach to our clients all of the time. So I'm going to give you guys my top three, my top three things on what to do to develop a better relationship with food. And number one is take notes, take notes. Yes, please take notes. This is super important. (laughs) Number one is going to be to focus on the mind and become more self-aware. And so if you guys have, notes or a piece of paper, I want you guys to write these questions down that I'm about to ask you. And these are some things that you can ask yourself and journal about for you to understand
1: beautiful what's
0: going on in your head. And so this very first one guys is I want you to write down, when do I tend to under slash overeat? That's the first question prompt. the second one would be why do I over slash under The third one is going to be what are the feelings I like about under slash overeating and what are the feelings I do not like about under slash overeating. And the last one I want you to answer is how does under slash overeating make me feel in the future? Wow. So the reason why I ask you guys to answer these questions is you really need to understand what's triggering you to either undereat or overeat. That way you can get down to the root cause of what's really going on. So, like Matt, in your case, you don't. Have, it doesn't sound like you have a bad relationship with food. It sounds like you may have some bad habits with food. So, for example, if you're hungry all the time, you probably Call have a out. bad habit of not of not prepping your meal when you know you're going to be hungry, uh-huh. right? So you're right. Yeah. So then to put it on someone, giving giving an example of someone who may have a bad relationship with food, you guys, we have to get down to the root cause of what is creating that really bad relationship with food. So maybe it's stress eating, maybe it's some emotional and mental turmoil that you're going to and you're, you are turning to food to release that emotional turmoil so that tells me that we need to fix the emotional turmoil. We don't have to fix the food. We have to figure out what's going on with that emotional turmoil in your head. And from there, you can fix your relationship with food.
1: Nice. Um, the structure, the actual yeah. like foundation. Fix that first.
0: Correct. Exactly. Um, just to give you guys an example, and this is after I actually had repaired my relationship with food. I had noticed that every single Thursday, I would tend to have like a little overeating session in my pantry and it was nothing like I used to do before but I would overeat and I figured out that once I asked myself those questions that I just provided for you guys and answered them I become self-aware to know that I was overeating because I was tired and stressed on Thursdays because I would work myself into the ground Monday through Thursday so instead of trying to figure out what's going on with food for me it was about not what was going on with food it was about how do I reduce my stress on Thursdays once I focus on my stress instead of the food and reducing my stress, the overeating just went away.
1: Wow. See being aware, huh? Just being aware and fixing what's, what's the problem. Correct. Nice. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So my second thing for you guys, remember the first was to become self-aware and I gave you those, those responses to, to ask yourself. The second thing I want to talk about is track tracking macros. Um, this is my nutritional philosophy, you guys. Um, and the reason why I share this with you guys is because it has been an absolute game changer for me and my clients. Um, the reason why game or the reason why County macros is such a game changer for me is it removes the label of good versus bad food. Um, like it almost removes the label from food as good good versus bad. Absolutely. Um, because nothing is off limits. Um, the second thing is it really teaches you what is actually in the food that you are eating. And I think that everyone needs to understand what they're eating for them to develop a better relationship with food. Um, it teaches portion control. It teaches you literally how to still enjoy wine, girls night, events, parties, while still getting to the goal that you want because of course, I'm a coach, so I'm gonna come in and help to transform someone's body, and we always have a goal that we want to achieve. And mm-hmm. so, that being said, my coaching side is gonna come in and just just explain that it does teach you how to incorporate foods that you love while also being on track to reaching whatever fitness goal that you have laid out for yourself. Boom. So that's the second thing, guys, tracking macros. The very third thing that I wanna talk to you guys about is practicing mindful eating. What do I mean by this? I mean, Guys, cook your food, sit down, taste it, smell it, enjoy it. Stop watching TV while you're eating food. Stop playing on your phone. Um, Stop mindlessly eating. You will be a lot less likely to over undereat under eat if you just mindfully eat because you just are so satisfied after. Mm -hmm. You're in the moment. Um, So that's been a huge game changer for me. Sit down, eat your food, enjoy it.
1: Wow, that's a... That is actually – that's good because there's been times where I'm watching TV and eating at the same time, and I'll look down at my plate like, oh, God, it's all gone. Like, because I'm so, like, not focused on the food. I'm focused on something else. So, like, yes, your mind mind and your stomach, everything is connected, right? Everything is. Whenever you feel hungry, your stomach sends signals to your brain. Whenever you're full, it's the same thing, sends signals to your brain, right? But sometimes – it's blocked off for whatever reason, okay, from emotions, stress, uh, maybe something happening, you know, in your relationship or whatever, and sometimes just simple distractions, right, that's going to cause you to do something and not be happy with what you're eating, so that sometimes even when I'm done with my plate, right, and that's the numbers that I should have been done with for that meal, I continue to eat more, or I'll fall into, hey, you know what, I can have more of this or I can have a sweet after that right when I shouldn't really have that you know I should stick to my meal because I'm obviously distracting myself from the actual love that this food is giving me
0: correct correct and so someone for you Matt like you don't really have that bad relationship around food so you can have a little bit more and be done Mm -hmm. whereas someone let's say someone tends to overeat way more than they're supposed to Mm -hmm. they that may be a trigger for them to lose control and eat way more than they're supposed to you know what i mean so i think that's just important for everyone be mindful enjoy your food be grateful for that food that you're eating
1: right yeah absolutely that's good okay ladies and gentlemen those are the three steps that kelsey this expert just shared with you all okay and she obviously people pay her a lot of money for to get what she just gave y'all So again, just like the first section, if you need to rewind, take those notes, take those three steps, especially that first one. It's a lot of questions. Y'all might not have caught it, but go back, write those questions down and ask yourself, you know, and even when you're done, put it somewhere. You can put it on your wall or put it somewhere on your desktop, or if you want it on your notes, on your phone, you can look at it every morning, create a ritual or something to where you see these questions. And. I'm guessing that's something that you can gauge off of, right? Like these questions is like something you can gauge off and maybe like a week later, ask yourself the same questions and see if you're progressing, right?
0: Yes, I love that because your answers should change if you're working on it. And if you're working on develop trying to develop a better relationship with food, your answers to those questions can change. So use that as a gauge to if you are starting to better your relationship with food or not.
1: Nice. That's good. Oh my gosh. I love that. That that was really good. All that was good. All your answers were amazing. Amazing. So for this last question, okay, now I want to know, all right, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other people want to know too, right? Because what there is now in the world and on Google and on the internet is so much like, it's so complex when it's not, right? It's like very simple to do these simple things. We just all these new inventions in the world takes a toll on us. So we'd start to lose focus on our, I'm, I'm, I'm In my opinion, like our original, um, I guess, way of living, like back in the, in the caveman days, right? Like how we used to live and stuff like that. Everything is had developed or we've evolved as humans, but has pushed us towards, you know, where we are today. So I guess in your opinion, what would the most optimal relationship with food look like?
0: I love that. Okay, so. Take your time, girl. Take your time. <laughs> I'm going to play this in my head for you. Of literally a picture of what this would look like. This would look like you waking up, getting out of your bed, and food is not the first thing that you think about. So let's say something else is the first thing that you think about. Getting ready is the first thing that you think about. Um, and you are just fully present in the moment, fully present with waking up, brushing your teeth, getting ready for the day. You go to your kitchen, you have healthy foods in your kitchen that nourish you, that make you feel amazing, that, you know, are just going to fuel your body to make you feel energized, happy, and confident every single day. You open your fridge. You know exactly what is in the foods that you're choosing. You know exactly the fact that you need to have a protein, a carb, and a fat in your meal. You pull those out of your fridge. You know exactly the portion size. You put that on your plate. You eat it. You enjoy it. You love it. You go on about your day. You don't think about food. Um, Same, maybe for a snack. You get hungry. You don't restrict yourself. You eat your snack. You don't say, oh, I'm going to skip my snack because I want to eat lunch later. You eat your freaking snack. You go to lunch again, you choose foods that are nourishing, that, that are healthy, that just are going to fuel your body and you, food is fuel. That's what you're going to choose for lunch. And if you, if you're hungry before dinner, same thing, you have a few nuts, you have a snack, um, and you choose amazing things for dinner. So just to sum up, sum it up, you guys, an amazing relationship with food is you understanding what is in the foods that you eat and you choosing foods that are not going to give you happiness in the moment, but you choose foods that are going to make you feel amazing. And if you want a cookie after your dinner, you eat one cookie, you don't eat 10. That's what a good relationship with food looks like for me.
1: Nice. That's, that's actually good. And I, I want, that was good the way you laid out the whole day because in your day right now, there was no rush, right? There was no push. It was wake up, you woke up. That's your first, be grateful for that. You woke up, right? You woke up, you're breathing. You have, you know, you're you're healthy, you're alive, right? You're alive. And now you have the opportunity to crush your day. You wake up, you go brush your teeth, you do what you gotta do. You're eating your breakfast you're enjoying your food you're not rushed you're not getting out of bed don't even know what clothes to wear you skip brushing your teeth because you're in such a rush and then whenever you get to the kitchen you just have you know some toast and and maybe a candy bar and then you go on for the rest of your day you know like her day she just explained was nice cruising and, and aware of where you are and where you want to be and that was that's the most beautiful part of it girl that was good I like that.
0: I love that
1: you noticed that because that's so true. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. That's good. Okay, so everyone, ladies and gentlemen, I truly, truly hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. Um, everyone, honestly, girl, everyone's been asking like, hey, where's where's Kelsey been at? You know, because Kelsey and I, we used to do challenges together and live videos and stuff like that. And uh, everyone loved it, you know? So as soon as I dropped the podcast, people were like, you know, asking me, you know, like, hey, when are you going to do one with Kelsey and this and that? So I finally wanted to reach out to you, girl, and and finally, like, do this, right? You're the first guest on my podcast, and I'm truly honored for you to even be here, girl. That's awesome.
0: Yes, I'm honored that you asked me Matt. I had so much fun, and I just hope that your listeners got insane value from this, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. And also, too, just like she said, if you got any sort of value or you connected with us emotionally or you're, like, listening to Kelsey and you're like, yes, that's how I feel, you know? I figured out I do have a bad habit, or I figured out I do have a bad relationship. Not only that, but now you're like, "Oh my God!" She gave me steps to take that now I can implement in my day, so that I can figure and figure out my relationship and fix it, right? If you connected with us in any sort of way, please share this episode out. The more people we can get to listen to this podcast episode and these podcast episodes in general, the more lives you and I can impact together because we're all here together as one, right? So share it to your Instagram story, your Snapchat, put it on your Facebook, send it via email, you know, put it on a piece of paper, a link and send it via mail, however you want to do it, share it out. And the more people we can get, the more lives you and I can change together. But before we leave Kelsey, where can these amazing listeners find you?
0: So I'm on Instagram at Kelsey D'Antonio, just like it sounds. Kelsey is spelled with an I E Um, and Facebook Kelsey D'Antonio. My, business is called nutrition revival Academy. So we have an amazing community, a free community, nutrition revival community on Facebook. If you want to jump in there so you can get some tips around food and recipes and join an amazing community of women who are trying to develop that better relationship with food. We would love to have you.
1: Nice. I don't know if y'all heard that, but she said free. So there'd be no excuse. All right, jump in that group and, and feel the love of the community and, and, and the leader, like the leadership, the guidance of an amazing coach. All right, but again, everyone, have an amazing rest of your day, whatever time of day you listen to this, okay? Uh, And as always, train hard.
0: Live strong.
1: All right, y'all. I'll see y'all later. Bye.
0: Bye.